Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting Podcast. Visit our website at www.oalaig.org where you'll find several speaker feeds with over 400 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Eric. Hi. Hello, everybody. Good, good evening. My name's Eric. I'm a Pulsevo reader. Hi, Eric. Hi there. Um, thank you for uh, in, uh, inviting us to come down. This is my wife, Annie. She's also in our fellowship and uh, come here to support and, uh, you know, guide me to the uh, Brentwood area. <laughs> Actually, is a place that exists in California. I didn't know that. Right on. Um, I came into program... Very early on in age, uh, I was 11 years old actually, um, and by that time I was proficient at diet and exercise. Um, my folks had split up uh, just before my fifth birthday, and uh, I had to go live with my stepmother and and my step family and all that good stuff. And um, it was it was uh, you know difficult. You know, my my mother was my world to me, and and now I. I couldn't be around her except on weekends, and uh, uh, I believe that everybody has to figure out how to survive, even as children. You know, well, how do you make it through the day? You know, uh, and, and prior to that, I really can't recall having an issue with food. You know, I remember there was this Easter basket on um, early morning or something like that, and it was huge, and there was like a ton of stuff, enough to feed the whole, you know, everybody in the, in the neighborhood. And I just thought, wow, that's a cool basket. And then I got on my bicycle and I went out and played, you know. It was not a big deal. But when I was, you know, living with my, my stepfamily, I do recall there was a time when I wasn't hungry that I started to eat food for a different reason. And it felt good, you know. It felt, it, it, it relieved whatever issues w- were going on with me in, the, in, in, my, in my mind at the time and night. And I wanted more of that, you know. It was the only thing that, that was making everything okay. So I continued to do that, you know. I continued to figure out how to get my alcoholic foods, as it were, you know. it was Because alcoholic foods, it wasn't like I needed to eat. It wasn't like I was hungry. It had nothing to do with the normal process of, of consuming food. It was because there were thoughts and emotions and feelings that I didn't know what to do with. I didn't know how to deal with them, and I didn't, certainly didn't know how to express myself and say, hey, something's wrong here, you know. I mean, I, they understood that I wanted to be with my mom, but they didn't understand everything else that was going on, and I couldn't surely express myself, you know, and so that's how I started out, um, and uh, and I continued on that path, you know. I, I, I started to um, compulsively overeat, and it wasn't like I was starved or anything. We had breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know, it was not a big deal. They gave us a, a little sweet snack before bedtime. It was, you know, it was really, and as far as that goes, it was, it was, it was healthy and normal. Um, but I needed something more, you know. So I, I, uh, I figured it out. You know, I, I began to steal away into the kitchen, and I would grab whatever I could and uh, make my way back to the bedroom and, you know, kind of um, hide whatever I found under my pillow or under the bed or in the closet you know, and then kind of check out my tracks and make sure nobody was looking, close the door, and then consume whatever I had taken, you know. And um, 
and I had to, and that wasn't enough. Um, my dad would come home from work, he worked construction, and he'd leave his pants laying on the floor, you know, in his bedroom, and then he'd go take a shower, so I'd steal away in his pants, and I'd take some loose change, or maybe every once in a while I had the courage to, I'd take an actual dollar bill or out of there, you know, and then I would just, you know, i you know, and I, and everything that I, every, all the money that I, that I ever, you know, that ever came my way or I, or I took, you know, was, was all about, you know, getting me my alcoholic foods, you know, um, and I would even at school, in elementary school, I recall I would, um, I wouldn't say that I would beg for food, but I was definitely, you know, the kids knew why I was still at the lunch tables way after my food was gone, you know, and some people would take mercy on me. There would be like a French fry or a half-eaten sandwich, and I would gladly down that, you know. And I and I even recall at one time I, I took trash out of the, um, I, I took food out of the trash can, and it was just ridiculous that somebody had left, a, they took a bite out of this, this thing, and, and they left it on top, and I was like, why would you do that? That's just ignorant. You know, so I took the thing and I ate it and it was amazing. It was absolutely fantastic. You know, and of course it was. And and uh, I recall going back to uh, class. You know, and in, uh, in, in elementary school, I guess some of the teachers were called to do active duty. You know, to monitor, you know, monitor the kids at recess and all that stuff after lunch. And I think my teacher might have been doing that. I'm not sure. But afterwards, you know, she was just talking about blah, 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 you know, I don't know what she was saying. And then she goes, and some people have to eat out of the trash can, you know. And my heart sank, and I was like, oh, my God, she's talking about me, you know. I was, I'm going to die right here, right now in elementary school. I'm going to die, you know. And, and uh, uh, I, she could have been talking about, you know, people that were starving and had no, I had no idea, but I thought she was talking about me, you know, and, I, I recall that, you know, I still recall that today. I was just, I was devastated. Not like if it was, not like that was a deterrent for me, by the way. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, just, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be pointed out. That, that's the guy that eats out of the trash can. I didn't want to be that guy, you know. You must be talking about the guy next to me, you know. So um, I continued on this path, you know, and it was just, you know, I set the foundation for my future right at this time, you know, and I started to put on weight. Of course I did. Of course I put on weight because I was eating as much as I possibly could, you know, and I, and I would look forward to the holidays because it was just on. With my, my family, they like to drink, you know, and eventually those, those bastards are going to go to sleep. And then, you know, this is just like Disneyland for compulsive overeaters, you know. I mean, there's leftovers everywhere, and they, just, they made the best things during the holidays, right? So it was like, yeah, you know, I was really looking forward to that. And I had, I had this grandma, and I had that grandma, and we went to this house and that house, and I was like, oh, man, this is fantastic, you know. And I got to see my mom on the weekends, and, and she would treat me like a little uh, prince, you know, and I would, any, any place I wanted to go, anything I wanted to do, and it all, had, it all revolved around food, of course, you know. And, uh, and that was very important to me. And I was, and I was very isolative, you know. I didn't, I didn't have any really, really big social skills. I watched TV, and I compulsively overate. So, yeah, you know, I, I didn't... I was not into sports at all, and I didn't really want to get out of the house. Really loved staying home and watching television. Really loved that a lot, you know. I remember one time I, my dad had call, he was calling. Now this is back in the '70s, so there was no like answer machines and you know voicemail and all that stuff, you know. So the, if the phone rings, you either pick it up or you don't, you know. So I'm watching cartoons and the phone's ringing, 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 and and uh, I didn't pick it up because you know I couldn't walk away and still see the cartoons from where the phone was. So, I'm sorry, I 
hope that wasn't important because I'm not picking up. And uh, he came home and he was pissed, you know. And, uh, you know, it was, it was just so important for me to, you know, to isolate. It was so important for me to check out, you know. I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't, I was, I was like, par- I paralyzed myself, I guess, you know. And uh, as the weight started to get worse, I, I uh, started to go on diets, you know. My mom was really into diets and exercise and um, she wasn't a compulsive overeater, but she just, she liked living that lifestyle, you know, a healthy lifestyle. And, and, uh, and she would find these diets at her, at her job and, and whatever she, she, she found, she'd bring it home, right? And, and every weekend I'd go over there and I'd be in a diet for like, you know, 24 hours or five minutes, whatever came second. And I would, um, I would, you know, I would try everything because, you know, that's the answer to all your problems. If you, if you get on a diet, you're going to be fine. You know, if you can control your food, that's the answer, you know. And, uh, and I knew that as a child. I didn't have a conversation with anybody. I just knew because I watched TV, and in TV, people were thin. And automatically, without, again, talking to anybody, I knew if you're thin, you're automatically happy. That's it. Thin people are happy, you know. And I wasn't thin. So as soon as I become that, and this is how, I'll be happy. And uh, I, I tried all these diets, and they were great, you know. I mean... Especially the all-you-can-eat ones. All-you-can-eat diet. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't know who invented that, but that person is brilliant. You know, because it made those foods. You know, because like they came up with so many different different foods. I think uh, they had Weight Watcher you know, frozen meals at the time. You know, they're frozen Weight Watcher meals. You know, I can do that. I'm, I'm not a cook, but I can throw this into the oven and I can cook that. You know, and you know, wait for the dinger and then get down like Charlie Brown on that and it's uh, um, it's great because it's you know it's, it's low calorie so you can eat like six of those things you know and, and, and that's fine because it's you know it's, it's diet food and, and that's how I worked all the diets I actually don't know if diets work or not to be honest with you I'm sure that a diet would say consult your physician and I'm not doing that and it would say you might want to add a little light exercise with this I'm not doing that either you know and maybe you know drink water instead of diet soda and like you know, that's being ridiculous come on you know so I, I really don't know if they work or not but I but I really enjoy their food you know I really do I think their foods are just amazing you know because I can I can binge you know it's, it's funny about binging uh, I, I hear in program like oh th- this is my trigger and I, I, I stay away from this kind of food and, you know, I can't have that kind of food and I can't do this and that with regards to food. And I'm like, oh, wow. You know, w- with regards to my binging, I just need, my only requirement is that I'm awake. It doesn't have to be a specific thing that triggers me except for, you know, the fact that I'm a compulsive overeater and it's what I do to survive, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I found myself, you know, on these diets and, and, I, and I knew that they were the answer, you know. And especially I loved... Um, certain 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 diet foods came became my all time favorites, and we always had them around. Um, I don't know if anybody's old enough to recall they had this um, this diet drink called Sego, and the, and the slogan was Sego. Sego is great for your ego, <laughs> and it was. You know, it was great for my ego, and it was also excellent with a sandwich or anything else. Just basically, it was just a shake, chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is awesome, and I am totally dieting, <laughs> you know. And before um, AIDS was a horrible and debilitating disease, it was a delicious caramel, 
and also came in chocolate. And you would you would consume this, and it goes into your stomach, and it expands, and then you know you overcome your spiritual malady, and you're fine. <laughs> or you just eat the whole box, whatever. Yeah, my box, my my AIDS box was broken because I just ate the crap out of that, and I got nothing but you know joy from the eating, and then the misery after the eating. So. But, uh, you know, I tried all these things. I, had a, I, I knew that they were going to work. I just knew it, and, and I had hope, you know. I knew that if I, if I found the perfect diet, if I, if I would, you know, engage in some kind of exercise, just like Bruce Jenner on the Wheaties box, you know, he's like, you know, I could be that guy. Then, you know, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be as happy as people seem to be to me, you know. And what happened was I just got worse, you know. I got worse and I got really desperate and I got really super lonely because I'm not I'm not really interacting with my peers. I'm just I'm there because I have to. I have to go to school and I have to be here for this and I have to be there for that. You know, even with my family. I didn't know how they well I I know how they did it. They they drank. I'm not going to drink cuz I mean that sucks. I don't want to I want to eat something. You know, if you can give me food that would intoxicate me and there are a lot of alcoholic alcohol foods that you can do that with but not when you're a child that's not legal right yes not legal so um yeah so i i i didn't have i didn't have that that social skill and that that made me you know it made me feel like i wasn't a part of this world really you know i because i i knew as a child that i was different from other people and I really wanted to be like other people, but it, you know, even in social situation, I was just I was acting, I was pretending, you know, and hope and hoping that you didn't understand that I was acting and pretending. I hope that you think that, oh yeah, Eric is, you know, he's a really normal kid, and I'm glad that he's here, and I'm so glad to talk talk to him and, and all that stuff. And it's, you know, uh, it was it was just it was difficult. It was very difficult, you know. And as I got as I got older. You know, the same thing remained. I didn't know how to express myself. I wasn't dealing with my thoughts or feelings. And I certainly didn't know how to tell you. I need help. You know? I need help. There, there's, there's stuff that's going on with me, and I, I need help with this. I didn't know how to express that. It came out in different ways. You know, I was, a, I was an angry child. It was really easy for me to get angry. You know? And I, I can recall just, wow, people are just ignorant. Why are people so stupid? You know, and it could, we could be like playing baseball at you know recess or something like that. Now, and I'm just like, I I don't want to play anymore because nobody knows how to play this game of baseball. Nobody knows how to play. I I hate everybody. You know, hate was just anger was just so easy to access for me as a child. I don't I don't know. I I'm, my dad liked to scream a lot. My stepmom and they and he liked to fight with my stepmom a lot. But I don't know that that's where it came from. But but from the pain, you know. And not knowing what to do with it, and uh, as I found myself in this in, in Overeaters Anonymous when I was eleven, I was I was still when I came here I was still looking for that I was looking for that diet I was looking for that exercise regimen that would make me normal, you know that would make me thin that would make me normal normal thin normal thin same thing, and uh, and I didn't find it here you know I was kind of, I was disappointed. I was really disappointed in Overeaters Anonymous. You know, I come, I come looking for the answer, and 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 uh, you know, I'm, I know I'm young, but uh, but still, uh, there was there was supposed to be a magic diet that you guys were on that I can have, and that would you know change my life. 
And, uh, and that didn't happen. You know, it didn't happen. I went home after my first OA meeting and I binged. And I binged because um, I assumed that eventually we're going to start a diet. I didn't find one that night, but I knew we were going to start one. <laughs> and, um, you know, Monday's coming, so I have to get all my binging done before Monday comes because there's a protocol that you have to follow, right? You can't, you can't just start a diet any day of the week. <laughs> That's insane. Monday. Diet day. Cross the land. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to fight protocol. That's, that's who I am. So, um, you know, I binge my brains out. And, uh, yeah, I remember my dad just you know, shaking his head. Just, uh, mm, you know, because he's really proud of me. <laughs> no, he's very disappointed. And I, and I uh, you know, I knew what I was doing, and I knew that he didn't know how to do this process because he doesn't know how to diet. All he does is drink and, and, and work and provide and be a great, great dad and all that stuff, you know. He doesn't know what it takes to be me, you know. I need to compulsively overeat. I have this protocol. I'm doing what I'm doing. Don't worry about me, you know. And I don't, I'm, at this point, I'm not even asking for help. You know, I've got thoughts and feelings and, and, and uh, experiences that, I, that I, 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 I'm not doing anything with except isolating compulsively overeating to get through each day. You know, when, when things get really bad, I just revert back to that, you know. And it got comfortable and familiar really early on. And, and uh, I finally um, uh, came back to program after, you know, a few years of doing what I do. And I, tr- I checked myself into a, a treatment facility. Um, and I took, I went through a six-week uh, program, and uh, and it was great. You know, there was there was me, there was 19 women, and there was this other kid that was like a year younger than I was. I was a teenager at this time, and and, uh, and we went to meetings every day of the week. They put us in the short bus, you know, and, and, and they ship us off to a meeting, and we you know we'd pile in probably late, disrupting the meeting each time that we arrived, and you know we had absolutely nothing to say, but we sure liked to talk a lot. And uh, um, that's where I really, for the first time, really, really got the program in a nutshell. You know, just this is, this is the program. This is how it works. There was a man um, that was standing on a, at, at a podium at one of these meetings in uh, um, uh, Orange County in, uh, at this Placentia Linda Hospital back in the 80s. And, and this guy, um, he says, you know, I know that you're looking for the answers. You're here, you're here because you're in pain. You're here because you're having issues with this compulsion. And I'm going to give you all the answers right now. You know, and I'm sitting at the edge of my seat like, this is what I was looking for this whole time. Finally! You know? So he goes, okay, so here's what you do. You get a sponsor and you follow direction. Thanks for letting me share. And I was like, wow! <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know, because nobody tells me what to do. Nobody tells me. I've already, I already have parents and I've got teachers and, you know, things that I, I... People are telling me what to do all the time. You're telling me that I come to a meeting, ask some stranger that I'm not even going to pay or sign an agreement to to tell me what to do. He's going to tell me what to eat, what meetings to go to, what book to read from, to be of service, to make outreach calls. Some stranger's going to do that? Hell no. Nobody tells me what to do. I was adamant about that, you know. But I like the fact that he lost a lot of weight. That was cool. Yeah. Respect. Respect. Definitely. Yeah. You know. And, and, and uh, I didn't know what, I don't know what his food plan was, but, uh, you know, he had a, he had a girlfriend. 
that's pretty cool because, you know, I don't have one of those. <laughs> so that's two. That's two, you know. And so I, would, I think that I would, I, at that time, if I continue to go to meetings at least, you know, maybe I can figure out my own, my own take on this, just like with the diets, right? Yeah, because there's a diet and there's a, the, the, there's a plan with the diet and then I just kind of put my spin on it, you know? You know what that needs? Cookies. Put some cookies on there and then, now it's a balanced meal. Good for you and for me, you know? And the same thing with program. You know what that needs? Don't, don't get a sponsor. Don't follow direction. But, you know, just um, kind of uh, sit around and pick stuff out that you like and kind of incorporate that into your day. Call that program. Say that you're in recovery, and yeah, that, how long, and you can get a chip too. Don't even have, how many how many people here with a show of hands have sponsored themselves? Okay, isn't that awesome? You know what? I think we should eat this. Yes, you should. Yes, you should. Yeah. Should we go to this place that uh, is going to cause us trouble? You know what? You should go to this place that causes you trouble because it's going to be awesome. You know? And you don't have to rent by other people. You just, you know, you, you just, you're sponsoring yourself. It's amazing. You know, I love sponsoring myself. And, I, you know, I think, I think now, I think now I'm going to get a chip. I'm going to get, yeah, let's get a chip. We're going to get, we're going to get a three-year chip because we've been for three years now sponsoring ourselves, you know? And, and also, when you're sponsoring yourself, you can show up late to a meeting and leave early. You can go to one meeting for the whole year and say, I went to meetings that year, you know? Because I, no, I didn't have anybody to run it by, you know? So everything that I wanted to do, everything that I was thinking was fantastic. And why? Because I already ran it by myself. Is that okay? Eric, please, you're awesome. <laughs> of course it's okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of putting on a little weight. Really? How about now? How about now? Take a shower. How you feel? Good. You're awesome. Get out there, you know? Because uh, it really didn't matter um, if I was in recovery, if I was feeling better or not, you know, because I was going to meetings and I was taking the parts that I thought that, you know, were important, and I was incorporating that into my life, you know, and I, know how, I knew how to talk program after a time, because, you know, you, you just come, come to a meeting, go to meetings, and you'll learn how to, you know, repeat back what you heard, basically. You don't actually have to apply it to your life, let's not get crazy, you know. <laughs> but yeah, you know, yeah, program, and uh, I'm, on, I'm on step 17, and, and uh, yeah, God, and, and uh, meetings. Thanks for letting me share you know yeah, yeah I had no clue so uh, I, I'm coming and going and coming and going and the cool thing about this this fellowship of ours is that you don't have to work a program to be welcome in these rooms isn't that awesome it really is it really is the third tradition states that the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively nowhere in there does it say you must have a sponsor you must work a food plan you must have a connection with a power greater than yourself Nowhere in there does it have any stipulation like that at all. I did have a desire to stop eating compulsively. I was a member in that respect. But in, my, in, 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 in all honesty, I wasn't really a member because I knew that I wasn't as bad as you guys. You know? Did you, did you pass out my... Uh, thank you, baby. That's my baby. And she's having my baby. Little side note there. Got over the isolation thing. 
So anyways, yeah, you know, uh, I, I'm, just, I'm just, you know, I'm spinning out of control here, but I'm coming back to meetings because I know that I can. And I didn't really feel like I was a part of this thing. I truly didn't. You know, my ego was such that I, I, I knew that I was going to figure out a better way of working the program than the way you guys were doing it. And not to say that everybody in program is automatically in recovery, you know, but I definitely knew that I wasn't. You know, and, and the people that were sharing that they were in recovery, every single one of them, there was, there was a continuity there. Everyone had a sponsor. Every, every one of them was following that sponsor's direction, you know. And in my eyes, every one of those people were weak. You know, you're doing it wrong. You're working way too hard at this thing. There is an easier, softer way. I have not figured it out <laughs> yet. But I will. And when I do, I'm going to bring this back to you guys. Okay? And I'm going to make it a lot easier for you. And I knew this to be true. I knew I was going to find an easier, softer way. I, I just had so much confidence in myself. You know, and you get that when you're sponsoring yourself. As you're talking, <laughs> the ignorance that you're spewing out is being, you know, co-signed by this, this, this insanity here and saying, yes, that, that was a good thing to say. And, oh, oh, yeah, that, that was, oh, you got to write that one down. You know, and just you know, everything I say and everything I do is just magnificent, co-signed by my insanity, you know, because I'm sponsoring myself. And how awesome is that? You know, so uh, I continued on this path, and and uh, and I was able to find a, a, the food plan at the Eden Service Treatment Facility where I was going. You know, because they had a nutritionist, and she says you're you're this age, and you're this tall, and you're a male, and this is what you need to eat, and this is a good plan for you, and blah blah blah. You know, and here's some nutrients and supplements to take with that. And it was all fantastic. You know, Metamucil. Anybody know what Metamucil is? That's great stuff. Anyways. Uh, you know, and so I got that, and then and we had this, uh, you know, this person to take us out to, to do exercises and stuff like that, and she taught us, you know, go, go for a walk and, you know, do some simple things, and it just, you don't have to, you know, she made it really easy for us, and it's like, oh, great, so exercise, diet, boom, got it, I'm out, you know. So, I mean, I heard, I did hear in program and in treatment of what I needed to be doing, you know, and that was... That was a good seed that was planted in my head. Definitely. I was not willing to follow that direction at that time. I was not able to, to, to become that honest with myself. You know? And I definitely was able to begin to um, share my thoughts and feelings, especially in treatment. You know, they had therapists for the group, and they had one-on-one therapists there. And so I actually did get to start to express myself, and this is what it's like. Also, it was okay, you know? which I wasn't uh, used to. My dad used to say that, you know, I, w- I would say something about, so I feel bad about somebody like a worker on the side of the road doing some, some hard job, and he goes, oh, you know what, you really shouldn't talk about stuff like that. You shouldn't make such a big deal out of things, you know. And I interpreted that as, as I shouldn't really share my, my thoughts with my dad, you know. And I don't know that that's what he meant, but that's how I interpreted it, you know. So I, 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 I didn't know that it was okay to share such feelings and thoughts and feelings with, with others. I didn't know that that was okay. When I went to treatment, they were like, absolutely, what are you, crazy? Of course it's okay. Yeah, what's going on with you, Eric? Tell me what's going on with you. What can we do to help? You know, and I was like, well, okay. So all that was fantastic, you know. And I was just looking for the diet and the exercise regimen. So I left that, and I still kept coming to program, you know, because I was now an alumnus of a 12-step fellowship, you know, that was in the eating disorders treatment facility, you know, so I get to come and go as I please. I have arrived. You know, I have ascended. I'm one of them now, you know, although I'm not working any kind of program whatsoever. But, you know, I considered myself to be that way. And um, 
I, I came and went to program uh, mostly off and not on, but, you know, as I do. And, and uh, I, I was able to hang on to that diet for a couple of years, which I, find, I thought was impressive. You know, I can hold on to a diet for a long period. And then I started to put my little spin on that diet and put on some weight. My jeans were getting tight, and that's unacceptable. So I put myself back in treatment. You know, I begged my parents, please send me back. And they said, all right, we'll send you back. Send me back. I stayed there six weeks. I lost some weight. As soon as I left, whatever magic was there from the time before, it was gone. And I started binging immediately, you know. And shortly thereafter, my dad passed away. And he was, you know, just the center of my universe, you know. It was such a, it was so hard when my dad passed away that I didn't understand how people still function, function in the world. How can you function knowing darn well that my dad's not with us anymore and you know everybody in the world didn't know my dad but that's what that was just the way I was you know I was thinking you know like wow the world is still spinning and my dad's not here anymore you know it was devastating and I didn't know what to do with that and I certainly didn't know how to share about that piece you know I just went into a super dark place in my life you know it was was like it was like there was darkness every day it was darkness every day and and I just, you know, I, I went back to what I knew to be, knew to be helpful, just isolating compulsively overeat and everything's going to be fine. You know, someday something's going to happen and everything's going to just turn around for you, man. And, and, uh, and it didn't, but it did get worse, which it also talks about in the big book, that this is a progressive illness. Over time it gets worse. Never better. Not sometimes better, but never better. It's kind of a harsh word to say, but there it is, and that's my experience. You know, that definitely got worse. And uh, so I, I came back to program um, off and on for several more years until I would say about 93. I got this, I got this sponsor who uh, I didn't really think much of. Uh, I was sharing at a meeting. There was maybe two other newcomers and then my, my soon-to-be sponsor and myself there. And, and I was sharing some ridiculousness of whatever my day was going on, you know, whatever. He sized me up right away, realized that I had nothing to offer as far as this fellowship goes, you know, knew that I was in need, and offered himself. He came and actually offered himself, you know, would, would you would you like to work the steps with me? Because, you know, I'm a sponsor. And, uh, and I thought, you know, no. <laughs> But, uh, but I shook his hand anyways, and, uh, you know, and I got his number, and, uh, and I just kind of marinated on that for about a month or so, and, and I finally called this guy up, and he goes, uh, okay, I want you to come over to my house after work on Wednesday, and I want you to bring your big book with you, and, and, uh, and that's it. And, and, I said, and I said, are you sure? There's nothing else you want me to do? He said, no, that's it. That's all I want you to do. So uh, I went to his house on that, on that Wednesday, and... Uh, and we picked up the big book. I had, I've had a big book for a very long time. I never actually read the darn thing. Bunch of alcoholics. I don't drink. Please. So, what exactly does this book have to do with me? You know, I, I, never, I never understood that. I never put it together. couldn't understand the correlation of that. So, he picks up the big book and automatically starts changing the words. You know, okay, compulsive overeater and alcoholic foods. And it would say, like, sober. And he would change that to abstinent. And it would say drunk. And he would say stuffed. And I, for just a second, I was like, man, this guy got like Tourette's or something. So my, my, are you, can you, okay, you got the same book, right? You know, because I didn't understand what the hell he was doing. He's like, well, listen, I'm just, you know, I'm changing the words because, you know, we're, we're from OA. We're, you know, he, he was actually from AA first before he came over to OA. 
But, uh, um, you know, he's changing these words. And, and, and we were done with this session in like 45 minutes, and then I was back on the road, back coming home. I thought, and I never worked the program, never worked the steps before, ever in years that I've been coming and going, right? And, and uh, I understand what the big deal was. This is what you guys are, you, I hear about these steps all the time in the meetings, you know. <laughs> I don't understand what the big deal was here, you know. What was the, what's, what, why, why was this so important? Why is it so important to, to learn these steps? And what, what was the, what's the importance of meeting with some stranger in his house and, and reading this book and having him, having him ask me to highlight and underline and, and do all these things and, and, uh, and explain things to me about what he's read because his sponsor told him to. I didn't get it. And then, as I'm thinking these things, I was hit with such amazing elation, you know, and calmness. And I didn't know what the hell that was. But I wanted some more of that because I've eaten a lot of food and never felt that way. Even when it's perfect with the perfect television show, you know, and the perfect, you know, diet beverage because you have to have balance. Balance. But... But I felt that way and I wanted more. So I followed this man's direction. I was, he's like, 90 minutes and 90 days. Cut up all your credit cards. You know, um, I, I, we're, we're going to go to a meeting in, in L.A. this weekend. And, and uh, we're going to go on a retreat. And uh, I'm, I want you to uh, uh, you give me assignments and all kinds of stuff. You know, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, bring it on. Bring it on. Because everything that I was doing was contrary, in my, contrary to my nature. And also, um, bonus, I was feeling better automatically. And I didn't even lose weight yet, you know, which, which, which didn't make any sense to me at all. But I was like, wow, this is fantastic. And, you know, so I started binging on that. You know, I was that guy at the meetings on time. You know, I left when the meeting left. I put away chairs. I was just like, whatever. I'm, I'm the coffee guy. Do you drink coffee? No, I do not. But I am the coffee guy for the next six months, you know, because whatever this man was telling me to do was, was helping me. And it was the only thing that ever made me feel like this. You know, and then, you know, uh, some time passed and a year passed and, and I was a sponsor and I'm sponsoring people and I'm speaking at meetings and all that stuff, you know, and, and uh, um, I, I, I'm getting to this point where a lot of people are, are approaching me that didn't approach me before and they're saying things like, man, Eric, you lost a lot of weight and, you know, you look fantastic. And I would say, yes. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> And I would say, you know, Eric, what you said was really profound. It really helped me out. And I would say, yes. Yes, it did. <laughs> you know, and, and just, just like that, I, that's, uh, I was in relapse. You know, uh, my ego was, uh, was, was fed. I was taking the credit for God's work in my life, you know, and, uh, and I did you know, the first, the, the funny thing about the first compulsive bite, it's always the last thing to happen, you know. First, I needed to disconnect from that power that was helping me, that was, that was putting me in that place where it was okay for me to not compulsively overeat or act out compulsively, you know. It was, it was the higher power that did that. It wasn't even my sponsor. My sponsor was a conduit. That's all, you know. I used him to, to connect to a power greater than myself so that I didn't have to compulsively overeat or act out compulsively. And when, once I started taking credit for God's work in my life, then that was the end of it. And eventually I, I did have to compulsively overeat because I eventually got rid of my sponsor, you know, because I'm the king of OA. You told me that I'm awesome. You say it every time I come to a meeting. You know, I can do no wrong. I'm walking on water. If I'm here, I'm just here to heal you. 
Just, just hold still. Okay, you're healed. You know? And the cool thing about the people in our fellowship is nobody, nobody took me aside and said, hey, look, jerk. <laughs> nobody ever, nobody had a conversation like, oh, and I can tell, and I know that, you know, from experience that there were, there were some elders there going, oh, okay, here's another one. And shooting star. And burned out. <laughs> Next! You know? And, uh, and, yeah, it happens all the time. I've even witnessed that. It's amazing. It's like, wow, I was, I was just like that person. Ah, okay, they're gone. You know? It, it's, it's, it's amazing because uh, um, I found out that it was the ego. It was the ego the whole time. You know? The ego is the problem. Every, 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 every problem that I've ever had in the, in the past or presently may have or in the future that comes up, if you, if you trace it back to the original source of where it started, it, it's always my ego. Something I find unacceptable, something I don't agree with, whatever it is, it's, it's always my ego. And that's what led me out of the rooms. I, I, uh, I came back in 2005, and uh, I had a whole bunch of information. I knew about the steps and the traditions and the concepts of Overeaters Anonymous, of the 12-step fellowship. I knew these things. Um, and I even put up on workshops at one time, you know. So I came back with all this information. And what I didn't know was that um, the 12 steps and the 12 traditions and the 12 concepts and everything that we utilize, all the information that we can acquire is absolutely useless. It is meaningless. It means nothing without a sponsor, you know. I couldn't sponsor myself that whole time I went out. I couldn't sponsor myself when I was in. I couldn't ever sponsor myself into recovery, you know. And uh, I got a sponsor, and I told him in 2005, I told this guy, Ken, okay, this is what we're going to do. And he was so tactful. He's so cool. He goes, That's a great idea, Eric, but we're going to try it this way for, for a little bit instead. How about we do that, you know. I'm not tactful that way as a sponsor. I'm just like, you know, I'm gonna, here's the direction. Follow it or find yourself another sponsor. and Give me a call, you know. He was like, oh, no, 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 that's, that's a great idea. Well, you think we should eat that and do this? Let's, let's, let's circle back to that, you know. Let's try this for, for a little bit. So with this sponsor, I, I found my way back into recovery. I had no intention of staying here, mind you, but I, for, by the grace of God, I did, you know. Um, and, uh, and I continue to follow his direction on a daily basis, you know, because although I do, I have been in program for quite a while now and also in recovery at the same time, uh, uh, I need help, you know. I, have, I still have a diseased mind, you know, and so I can't trust my opinion about my recovery. I have to ask my sponsor about that. I can help to facilitate others through their recovery, but I can't work my own program on me, you know. And working the steps with another sponsee is not working my own program. I have my own work to do, you know. So I, re- I remain, you know, constant with that connection with my sponsor. I still follow his direction to this day. Uh, we've been together since uh, 2005. Um, and my abstinence date is July 8th of 2005. I've given away 352 pounds. And, uh, um, you know, I... I I just, I just wanted to lose a little bit of weight and then I was going to leave, you know, because at, at, at my worst, before I came back to program, it was getting time for me to look for a wheelchair and not because I was in some car accident, you know, not because I had some kind of cancer or back issue or something like that that would prohibit me. It was because I ate a lot of food and I sat and now I need a wheelchair and, and, and it, was, it was devastating and humiliating, you know, 
but when I when I follow the direction from a sponsor, when I do that thing, my life continues to improve. You know, and if you're if you're struggling with this, that's cool. You know, if you're new, awesome. You know, if you're returning, I am so glad that you're here. You know, whatever it is that gets you into that door doesn't really matter. You know, and hang out as long as you want to. You are welcome to stay here. You never have to work a program. Just please keep coming back. And if you do want to work a program, you know, you, you really seriously want to work a program, you just, you just do what she did. You know, she got a sponsor and she followed direction. That's it. You know, thanks for letting me share.